now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. All right, this is take two, whether you know it or not. I tried to take you guys on a walk with me with a dog, but he went into beast mode, full beast mode. So uh, let's just keep the beast mode going. But now we're back in because it was hot out there, and uh, I couldn't manage him. And, and I never really – actually, I never actually take my – phone when I go walking with him because I like to be kind of off the grid and then too I don't like having to uh handle him and the phone at the same time that's just too much of a risk but I wanted to um do a weekend it's the weekend and it's a Saturday but let me tell you how I got out of bed I got up I did the first task okay one was getting up and getting up is quite painful right about now because the extra weight is coming on the little bit of the back ache, the twinge here and there you know you know so um but the task was get out of the bed and make the bed check then I said well let me go ahead and hit my shower while wait right when jump right on in the shower actually shampooed my hair uh I needed to do that so look at that three tasks then look the dog was like uh is it my time is it my time is it my time and I'm like you know what let me go ahead and take the dog because then guess what I have the rest of the day till the late evening to not have to be bothered with him present in prep be present uh, not perfect. So I got all that done. Then uh, I was thinking about when I'm, I'm going in the kitchen, I'm actually spending the day here on Saturday in the kitchen because on Sunday I have the broadcast. And on the broadcast days, I said, listen, you can't do nothing but broadcast. Can't do nothing but broadcast. So Saturday, uh, so I haven't put out the invite yet for dinner, but I am going to do a real nice dinner for, I'm actually going to put that on today. And, uh, cook part partially cook part of partially cook it today and finish it up um tomorrow while I'm actually on the broadcast and then well actually I'm gonna stage it I'm gonna take everything as far as I can and um and then finish it off tomorrow while I'm on the broadcast broadcast is about an hour to an hour and a half depending on the topic and you know as far as women are concerned there's a lot of hot topics out there so all of that within just an hour of me waking up. And that means that I'm well rested because I was able to get up and do all of this. That's really important. That means that I had a clear and concise shutdown process of yesterday. We, in fact, the dog and I, we sat here watching every other inch of Hamilton. And I'm going back in today because Hamilton is like so good. You have to focus on, you have to kind of follow the story of, one character at a time because there's a lot going on and I love a full-on stage production now as I was watching it yesterday I'm watching and I'm like wait there's something going on in every little corner of that stage so today I'm going to be watching uh, for the Lafayette character or not even just Lafayette because the guy that played Lafayette also played I think Jefferson uh so I am going to watch that character today Plus all of, some of all the stuff that's going on on the riser, the the top part of the stage. There's there's people uh, pertaining to the story of the time that's standing up there. You know all the characters. It's like I said, there's so much going on. So I am going to go back in and watch it again for the songs. Yesterday, yesterday was the rewind this part, that part a hundred times. Uh, I watched it. I, well, first time I watched it, I was distracted preoccupied second time i watched it for a couple of pieces uh favorite songs like everybody else if you haven't actually seen the full-on stage or broadway or off-broadway or traveling production 
uh, it was your first real glimpse into it other than trying to piece together every clip you've ever seen online. And so, and again, original cast, a totally different thing. Even though I love everybody that steps in that role, I'm so ready for it to become a production that's done everywhere at every level of theater from school to, to city to, I don't know, county to whatever enclave, click and all that kind of stuff. I just can't wait. I want to see, because there are certain roles that are lifetime roles that if you get that role, it's the role of a lifetime. I remember feeling that way when, and I, 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 don't, I, don't, know that, I don't know that I've changed, but I remember when Denzel did Fences. And anytime Fences is um, staged, particularly on Broadway, that's a role of a lifetime to play either one of those roles, right? It's a role of a lifetime. One, and I say that because it's one of the first productions that I really, after I fall in love with theater, I really was like taking myself to the theater, not going at the invite or being drugged with somebody else, you know, and or having to go do it because culturally this is what young ladies are supposed to do. You know, I grew up like that, right? So, um, it was the first time I was like, I'm going. And it was uh, Fences. And not only that, it, the actors that were in it were amazing. And so I, that's, one, that's one of the productions that I absolutely love. But, and I'm trying to remember what I was going to say, five minutes into this, five and a half minutes into this, guys. But um, I just want, it's a role of a lifetime. When Denzel was cast um, in Fences, I thought, oh, no, it wasn't Fences. Was it Fences? Or I don't think it was, I want to say, I want to say, well, I guess it had to be, had to be Fences, because I was thinking that they would go with somebody else. I mean, you heard that Denzel was involved with the August Wilson stuff, but I was thinking that that one, and also um, Raising in the Sun, that's another one, you know, if you get a couple of those roles, they are roles of a lifetime, like, like, you know that that production is so strong, it's going to live on in the minds and the hearts of a generation, when I say of a lifetime, because if you think about some songs, like there are songs that I love that came through my generation, but then my dad will be quick to tell me, oh, that's a remake, or that's a sample, or, or this, that, and the other, and the first time you've heard that music, or it's like when you fell in love with it, uh, was it the original, you know, and nothing was, and so, but when you think about those kinds of productions, each generation has theirs. That's what we need to be thinking about. What is ours? What is yours? What's something that you can claim that you did it? It was something of a lifetime. That's one of the things that I love about coming into um, blogging and podcasting at the time I did, because we we ushered it into a generation. It wasn't something. It was it was unthinkable. It was unthought of. When um, I would say, I'm going to do a story, and people were like, well, how are you going to publish it? Who's going to who's going to read it, you know? And it's like, no, I'm not going to go and seek, I'm not going to go and solicit in the traditional way. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write it and put it on the internet. And people would go, well, what's the internet? What's the world? Why would, that's how early this thing was. How do I, how do I get to it? How do I read it? We were we were at a time um, publishing when people were asking, how? How do we read that? How do we get to that on the internet? And now when you say you're going to write something 
people automatically assume people when you say you're gonna write something and you're gonna print it, people are like, wait, how do I how do I when do I sit down and read this? How do I even hold this? People out there don't even know how to hold a book. <laughs> I mean, I literally have I literally have seen have you seen people uh you know when you take like there's certain there's certain things that people will uh show to kids and then you're like, why are they holding it like that? Why they're just like examining it because it's not a part of their generation, like like the old school telephone or cassette tape or you know, all those things. I mean, I think I think sometime in the future they're gonna be like, Why what is this waste of paper? Why did they, you mean they cut down trees, you know, because cause oxygen is going to be like a real thing? And they're going to be like, wait, you mean they cut down great sources of oxygen <laughs> to print this stuff? You mean they actually, because even today, like I sit and I think back um, to early on in the job industry. Remember, man, UPS, like the stuff that UP, the UPS and FedEx and Amazon and all those things, they used to deliver paper, pieces of paper, pieces of signed paper, envelopes with one or two pieces of paper in it and take it all around the country, right? Even well well beyond email, well beyond scannable documents, okay, and paid hundreds of thousands of billions of dollars transporting paper overnight. Like, really, this piece of paper really has to be there overnight. We're going to take this piece of paper, put it in an envelope, put it on a, put it on a truck, okay, put it on a train, put it on a bus, put it on a boat for it to get somewhere. And we could have just, you know, taken a picture and transported, tele, tele, what, I forget, teleported it, right? I remember back in the day, you know, and in fact, I had this discussion yesterday, we were uh, online on Twitter, and, you know, there's still like this mad thing about trying to figure out Schools are getting ready to reopen. And I'm like, man, all those years of going to the World's Fair. And I don't know. I've been asking people, like, where is the World's Fair? Why did, where, did it stop? Or is it just not coming to the U.S.? Where is it? Well, every so often, I guess, I don't think it was every year. It seems like it was like, it had to be like every couple of the years, kind of like the Olympics. Because when the World's Fair, if your city was hosting the World's Fair, there were a lot of things that were built to accommodate the masses of people that came from around the world to this fair. And the World's Fair uh, consisted of all these great futuristic inventions, right? People who were developing technologies, people who were developing um, masterful transportation ideas, you know, people who had forethought who could forecast the future. And they always gave this idea of what 2020 was going to look like, you know, having all this uh, stuff that you can instantly cook with in the kitchen, you know, everybody using the air fryer, the microwave, um, you know, back then the, um, the, the video phones and, you know, and the fast cars and flying cars and all of these different things where it's like, this is what life is going to be in 2020. Honey, now we're here. Now we are here. And where is it? Where is it? Now, yeah, we got self-driving cars, even though I activated the the self-parking mode and went all up on the curb. I'm like, okay, I'll be parking this by myself. (laughs) Quickly up on the curb. I'm like, okay, you wait, 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 wait. Right? Uh, So I'm like, yeah, I'll be parking this one by myself. Um. Let me think. I'm trying to think. Well, of course, I'm I'm podcasting to you, you know, on a wireless uh, phone and 
I'm connected through, you know, Wi-Fi and, and all those kind of things. But when it comes to, I mean, but look how people are fighting um, what needs to be done in this time. You know, we're thinking about sending kids back to school when, look how fast we came home. We got everybody on, on e-learning. And rather than sending those who don't have technology, which which costs pennies on the dollar, let's not even act like that's some unsurmountable amount of money. Um, it, instead of sending the child into a school, it would, and I, I don't know, like, what are they uh, afraid of? Um, I mean, I don't understand. If a child is enrolled in that school, give them a piece of technology and they go, well, what if they don't have Wi-Fi? Okay, give them a um, hotspot. I mean, you're, you use that, the budget that you were going to use to operate that building, uh, divert that. The budgets that you were going to use to operate, you know, why not, if, if, if you're a school, why not turn that school into the greatest Wi-Fi ever? I mean, because I don't know if you guys remember, because my city in particularly was one of the cities, and I'm outside Atlanta, that was vying for the whole Google life. You know, Google was going to come in and drop all this amazing technology in a couple of cities. The entire city was going to be wired, and, and you wouldn't need all that. I mean, I'm on Wi-Fi, like, right now. If I'm on Wi-Fi right, right now, and I don't have a direct source, and I'm using whatever's floating around here, right? I'm subscribed to a service that just delivers Wi-Fi. I don't have a hard line. And, yes, sometimes I do have issues of low connectivity, right? And But we're at a point, and I know that's another thing about making strengthening the connectivity. And, and, and everything is, like, pushing us to this level of fear or level of scarcity to where we say, okay, yeah, go ahead and do this, that, and the other. And it's pretty much probably endangering us. But if you have, first of all, one of the things we know, and this is actual and factual because I work with a project here in Atlanta um, that was developed by, or that was, that came through Jimmy Carter, the Carters, the Carter Center, and it was a community outreach effort. And the way they did it was the way, way they decided on which communities, they started at the high school level and they realized there's a feeder system. If we really want to know about what's going on in a community, you start with the knowledge base, the data, the data, okay, that the school system uh, captures. And so the way to capture that, you to figure out how this, what this funnel is, you start at the high school level. There are schools that feed into each high school, right? So a school system, you have a school system uh, per demographic, either a city and a county. And some of us that are in cities, well, we're all in Georgia, we have cities and we have counties and then the state, right? Or, or can we have counties? It depends. It depends because some cities could split county uh, or, or, or some counties can split cities. And so you have city systems and you have county systems here. And that's why I used to hear back in the day people say Atlanta, Fulton County, Atlanta, Fulton County, uh, because Fulton also has goes in other, but you'd always say the county back in the day. Now you just say the city. But I like, I live in, I live in a city and a county. So I'm, and I used to live in another city and the county, but now I live in a place where the city and the county have the same name, uh, Douglas and Douglas and so forth. So there is a, Sometimes the school system is managed by the county, 
sometimes the school system is managed by the city. And so you have, you start with high school. Some, some, some areas have all feed into one high school. Some cities have multiple high schools. I live in a city that has multiple high schools. Those multiple high schools are fed by multiple middle schools. Those middle schools are fed by multiple elementary schools. Each community has its own elementary school. So that's data upon data upon data, right? So if you wanted to, that high school, that school system, um, if you fed all the way down to that elementary school, if you look at the mile radius by which they serve, and I'm thinking about where I am, I'm trying to, there is literally within, I would say three miles, there is an elementary school. And I'm thinking of one, and, and as a matter of fact, the school system offices are within walking distance to me, right? So solu- the solution is that simple. Um, go ahead and provide date, uh, uh, access point, an internet access point at that school that those kids could tap into. There's no reason that they should go back in a building which you cannot offer uh, 100% safety. Now, does it sound like if you listen to our broadcast where I said, you know, college campuses should be open? I said college campuses should be open because they're modeled after small cities. They are within themselves small cities, and there is a level of isolation and protection that can go on. There's a level, um, they have more opportunity to spread out in lecture halls and classrooms. They don't go to school every day, they're not in one place every day for six, seven hours, you go for an hour or, or, or a little more, and then you go back to your, your dorm room, which is your, or whatever living space, because a lot of them don't even live in the dorms now. If you look around Atlanta, a lot of the development in and out, in and around Atlanta, it, it's student housing. And I've heard that it's some of the best investment you can invest in right now. Well, I don't know how that that's working right now, um, but you know, it's one, it was one of the last investment things that I heard. But now that uh, the universities are closed, man, I, 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 ooh, I just, ooh, that I just thought about those investors because I'm, I was privy to a conversation that they were having in the overheard about that about student housing being some of the safest investment. And now when you think about all these universities shut down, I, I wonder, I wonder how Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, because student housing, man, it has been the boom. Of, of the majority of the building uh, in town living had to do with student housing because people are getting so much education at all levels, two and three degrees beyond uh, and going back and getting several at several levels. So I wonder because if schools close, especially on the international level, they're talking about what well, now these international students, it's a lot to not get out of bed, right? That's a lot to not get out of bed. Um, that's why I say the, you know, I think the universities and stuff should open. I don't think the elementary, elementary, middle and high school, I think, and, and I don't understand why parents aren't, um, rolling up and say, Hey, this now, and the thing about it is there is the option. You have an option to send your kids back or to do the e-learning. And the only thing about, I think parents were frustrated with the e-learning because the style of learning. Uh, change it over the generations, you know, so not only are, so you're having to learn, like, you, you're wondering, like, why are y'all learning, why, why are kids learning it in this way, 
you know, is, is the rest of the world learning in this way? Nope. It's another ass backwards thing America is doing. But anyway, so you got to wonder. Uh, I heard one teacher, we, actually, we had a teacher on uh, that said that, you know, over half the students weren't, in, in their area, over half the students weren't participating in the e-learning because they did not have the technology at home. And I got to believe that because, you know, I have worked half my life trying to help close the digital divide. But you can't close the digital divide when you don't touch the budget. Okay. I mean, they immediately was able to allow people to come to the schools and get food because they realized, well, they got a food budget. Let's go ahead and continue making the food available. So parents who could transport themselves and their, you know, or someone to the school, um, they were sending kids home with a week of breakfast, lunch, breakfast, lunch. Some schools had already, some school systems had already begun to serve a third meal, uh, afternoon or late afternoon or evening meal, sending kids home with a to-go plate because it was, we were just that, we were at just that point in our economy. Uh, but the te- again, technology, you know, I, I don't see the sense of having kids go back into, especially when you're changing up. And, and listen, there is no sense of normal for them. Every, the best place, if, if life is going to change, the best place to do it is through the school system, is through uh, where children are socialized. And you got to imagine, it, it, they're, they're going to grow up. They are coming into a time where we have to wear a mask. Well, other countries have been having to wear a mask. We've just been sitting back watching everybody because, you know, as long as it's not impacting us, it's not our problem. Well, it's our problem now. And you think that kids won't, I, I can't tell you how many times a day, a day I hear somebody say, the kids are not going to keep their mask on. Um, you're from a generation that didn't wear shoes. They keep their shoes on. You're from a generation that had to be told to put on a shirt to go in the store. You keep your shirt on. You're from a generation that had to be told, don't eat with your hands. Don't do this, that, and the other. Uh, civilization, civilization, that's a civilization. Civilization uh, is adept enough to evolve. We're at a point where we won't allow civilization to evolve. We need to evolve in this point that we will have a future that we will have a future. We need to figure out what's going on with that air system, air quality, that a virus, okay, can travel around the world because we didn't immediately shut down things and we watched it go from one country to the next to the next and then we let it flood in America because nobody was like, hey, listen, y'all just hold up for a minute before y'all come back from vacation. And then you piled all these people in the airports. I mean, come on. And now you want to, you got people who you can't, who people who can't even go to a birthday party um, without, you know, knowing if somebody already has a cold, a cough, a fever, already has uh, the virus and no symptoms. And then everybody, look at the football teams, tried to have practice. Uh, the soccer people, the baseball teams tried to come back together and they've had to halt because one person, like, you know, everybody came in. Nobody had a fever, but, oh, guess what? A couple of days in while waiting on the test. The test come back. Oh, wait, everybody has it now. Uh, our mayor has it. Not our mayor, but the city of Atlanta. City of Atlanta, we don't even know where. We don't even know what our mayor has out here, but. Like, I have to go, I got to go and find. And it's so funny because the PR person that does the, the, the 
for, I don't know, what do they, what is this for, the publicist for the county is uh, now having to do live videos and video, and they're so nervous, bless their heart. I just watch them, like, they'll get it one day. They'll get it one day. It makes so nervous doing this thing. Uh, I don't know why they don't just hire somebody to get on the camera. But anyway, uh, so it's out there. And we live on the East Coast and in the South. And school starts in a couple of weeks, about two weeks. Uh, I've seen some video now where teachers are already in the classrooms trying to figure out how to, you know, unless they're going to, dramatically reduce class size and I don't understand why are they trying to well we know why they're trying to get kids back in school because then once you get schools back open and parents can go back to work you can't say you can't be lenient as you were during quarantine uh and and people are starting to go back to work and and but you know just imagine the anxiety that's a whole other anxiety on that um um especially when you have a governor that's undermining mayors saying, you know, open up the state, open up the state, open up the state, at the same time, um, increasing hospital beds. At the same time, you got one um, drugstore franchise is getting ready to put doctors, not just not just nurse practitioners, but full-on doctor's offices in all of their stores. And I'm like, wait, but you just closed the location near me. So I now I have to go a couple of miles further. We in fact we passed by their other location, and man, the cars going to the pharmacy were around the block. The the parking lot was full. So now that one location is inundated because they closed the larger location. And I'm like, okay. And understandably, understandably, I understand on the business side and the bottom line of all of this. But trying to help people help us, help ourselves manage the anxiety of all this. And all of that I just said, that's me processing it as a person in the community that won't, I don't have to send a child uh, into the school system, but every child is my child, children in my neighborhood. So I, because I might have, because I have the time to process this for that parent who can't even think of it, it's going to have to like throw all caution to the wind because They've got to go back to work. The kids does need to ch- And the fact that you have to say, you have to weigh it as a child care. Because I saw a post where somebody said, well, the kid, we need child care. Well, school is not child care. It's supposed to be a place of learning and an institution of learning. You know, um, you're supposed to, even while a child is at school, there still is supposed to be an adult available to them at all times without restraint. And I say that as a mom having raised four. I'm not, don't act like I ain't got kids now. I say that as a mom that is raised raised four. And I had to make that decision when it's like, I've had jobs that didn't care uh, whether or not you're taking, how well you're taking care of your kids or if you need to leave to go to the school events and things like that. And I I was that mom, look, I got to go. You know, I, I can stay late, but I got to come in at a certain time make sure my kids are off and starting that day because I had care for them in the evenings. I had my my parents and so forth and family, you know, and systems if needed, you know, safety nets if needed. 
And I know that everybody doesn't have that, especially we live in a time and a place where people live apart from family. You know, it's hard. It's rare to find families now where all of the family still lives in the same city, let alone the same neighborhoods and communities and and are, are able to back each other up. You know, we had a system, my cousin and I lived, um, fairly near to each other and our kids were in the same school system and then the other half of the family on the other side of town their kids were in the same school system because because we grew up in the same uh school system uh all of us went to the same school so we had my grand we had my grand grandma's house grandparents house right that we went to and then when our parents got off work we went home with our parents and so forth and so that was you know that was life um but you know growing up you try to do things differently but if somebody couldn't get to their kid you pick up hey can you grab you know you I'm one I was on the list is her emergency contact she was on the list is my kids emergency contact. listen have you have yourself a safety net two minutes two and a half one and a half minutes to go to this guy um, it's a lot of anxiety out there right now. I hope that my rambling as I talk myself through this helps you and give you some things to think about. The biggest thing you want to think about is that you do have some support. You just got to ask for it. You know, the me going to trying to record and go walk the dog. It's like uh, I'm doing that. The dog is here because one, I like him here now, but because my son can't have him with him. You know, my daughter can't have them with her. Have somebody, have somebody, especially during this time. Um, I just remember those World's Fair, going to the World's Fair, and I went with family, and 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 I remember there was they used to be all over. There was one I went to the one when it was in New Orleans. I went to one it was in Tennessee. I I can't remember if it was ever in Atlanta, but it was just a that was a that was a big part of summer vacation. That was a big part of summer vacation to go to the World's Fair, particularly when it was in the United States. And there were people who traveled with it all over the world, people who were trying to get the laptop done, the printers done. Like, wait, you know, you're gonna we're gonna print at home. We're gonna we're gonna work on a computer at home. You know, um, the phones and 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 all this shoes, the different types of shoes and fabrics that we wear, all of those things came out of that right at 30 minutes if you need to go but just all of the all look around everything that you can possibly set your eyes on the style of cookware I'm getting ready to go in the kitchen and I'm going to put stuff in the crock pot you know and people were like you mean a pot that you would plug up and you leave it on all day because it came it came from an idea because back in the day you know people couldn't even regulate their stove let alone uh, have other apparatuses to cook in. You know, we still we still have behaviors. I laugh at myself every time when I take a spoon and put it across the pot, and I'm like, "Girl, this is modern time. Turn that pot down. You don't have to cook. You know, you put it. You put a spoon. My our grandparents put a spoon across the pot. Well, my grandparents, uh, for y'all ancestors, put a spoon across because they it was open cook." over an open flame and there were different techniques that you did with the spoons and the lids to regulate the lower the lower or increase the heat from the open flame um we even though some of us still cooking with gas turn it down i i looked back at some of my videos and i was like man i'm cooking everything on high 
trying not to burn it. I'm like, uh, turn it down. The other day I cooked some chicken. I'm like, turn it down. It didn't have to cook on high. You know, but my mother cooked everything on high, everything boiled over, always hard time cleaning the stove. <laughs> we are all representative of our time. Let's let these young people be a representative of, of their time. And I guarantee you the solution to all this, they probably have it. You think kids, you tell kids that they got to spend, look at all those videos out there of the kids trying to process the shutdown. You know, they will adapt. They will evolve. And they will uh, they will evolve us. Every generation has come along and evolved us. Okay? All right. So think about that. Um, but you know where it starts? Just like this video, this uh, audio. One step at a time. I got up. I made my bed. I showered. I shampooed my hair. I got dressed. I walked the dog. I've now completed the podcast. I'm going into the kitchen. I'm going to make juice. I'm going to make, I'm waiting on a delivery for some pie crust. I'm going to make quiche. I'm going to put the oxtails on. I'm going to marinate the pork chops. I'm going to make the greens, start the greens. Well, I'm going to make greens because I'm going to use half of them in a portion, not even half, probably a cup or two. In this quiche, I'm going to make a collard green quiche. Um, I'm going to reserve the rest for dinner. All of those different steps, that's evolution. Because all along the way, all the things that I did, all the things that I'm going to use to get all of that done was somebody's idea. Was somebody's, somebody's idea because probably because of somebody else's anxiety, probably because of somebody else's depression, somebody wanted to make it better. Somebody wanted to make it better. You know, I only have four, all that food I'm going to cook. I only have four eyes on my stove and an oven, but then I have a crock pot, somebody's idea. I have an indoor grill, somebody's idea that I'm going to grill those chops on. Okay, the juicer, somebody's idea. And that juicer has saved more lives. That juicer that I got to reach deep in the back of my cabinet, clean up, and put back on the counter for this summer because I got to flip the scale. That juicer has saved more lives and probably probably will benefit us in this in going through this quarantine and dealing with COVID because what I'm going to do, by juicing, I'm going to build up my immune system. I got it. My fridge is so stuffed right now with produce, absolute pro, not me, but absolute produce. I only have, I don't have another step in place in my fridge to put anything because all of the produce that I'm going to, I'm about to juice and cook this weekend. And, and in this one day of having this one day of juicing, I'm going to immediately flip. I'm going to immediately feel better. I'm going to immediately flip the scale immediately. All I got to do is do it. But the idea of it all started with anxiety because somebody wanted to create something. Think about that. Somebody right now is trying to create something. And I'm going to tell you, I went to a, I spent the day, a day at a hackathon. And in that hackathon, everybody at the end of the day, when they came up to present their idea, every idea that somebody was trying to present had to do with somebody else's anxiety somebody else's depression. People are trying to invent 
apps to, uh, they were, it was an app and it was kids. They had to come up with ideas for apps. They, in every app idea that was presented before us dealt with the anxieties of their community regard, regarding health, education, jobs, and safety. It was four areas. Every app that those kids came up with dealt with the anxieties of their parents around jobs, around safety, their own and their parents, health, their parents have to watch their parents take care of their grandparents, safety, health, education, and jobs. Four key areas. If not you, some, well, not us, because we the ones got the anxiety, but somebody is trying to fix this thing to help ease our anxiety, y'all, anxiety. We got to let them come through. We're dealing with this COVID. COVID is hitting everybody because of where our immune system is, because of where our anxiety is, because of where our depression is. Look at people who are who are catching this thing and getting sick and dealing with this. Because all of that impacts your gut, which impacts your immune. And I'm not I'm not trying to speak health wise. I'm just I'm just speaking from experience, pulling stuff out to overheard and watching what I'm watching and data that I'm reading. And because I have done how to get out of bed for so long, I'm like, yep, this is it. And I know me because I'm getting out of bed. My, when I get ready to try to get up, my leg hurts, my back hurts. And my back hurts because my stomach is swollen. Like, got to get my stomach down. Because as soon as you get rid of your stomach, your back stops hurting. Your back stops hurting, the pain stops shooting down your leg. It don't hurt when you reach. Like right now, trying to stretch the joints. Oh, my God, joint pain. All of that. That juicer. That juicer that I saw probably at the World's Fair, because remember Jack Lane? They always had a Jack Lane juicer thing at the World's Fair, saying you better start drinking, you better stop trying to eat everything. That's how he used to sound. You better, you better try to drink some of that stuff. You know, I'm 92 years old, and I'm still doing a thousand push-ups. <laughs> and he was. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to have got some. Let me tell you about produce I got in. It's not it's not a kitchen podcast. I'm, I guess I need to do. I'm gonna go in. No, because I'm going live on TikTok. But um, I got apples. I got uh pineapple. I've got raspberries because I was making lemonade. I made blackberry lemonade. Um, I've got some spinach in there. Of course, I got some. I might throw some of those collards, collard juice in there. I did. The one thing I did not get was watermelon. Dang on it! And I looked at it. But I didn't get it because it was already cut, sliced, and all the rind was gone. And I'm like, no, nah, what y'all do with all the good part? <laughs> you know, what did y'all do with all the good part? I, I'm not that person that just needs everything at a convenience. So, uh, yeah, I definitely need to get some get some watermelon. Watermelon is pretty good in juicing. Because when you're juicing, you want things that gives you a lot of ounces. And it's really hard in, when juicing to get a lot of ounces out. Because I'm probably going to use half that bag, if not all that bag of apples. Um, so, and I'll be getting some more, some more stuff on that as well, but definitely at least if you're not juicing, drink, uh, some real fruit, you know, go check out the lemonade recipes that we got on the YouTube channel and also on TikTok. We put them in little doses, you know, little ticks on uh top, <laughs> but, uh, definitely, you know, but think about it. Even some of these platforms, all of it, I'm, I'm well over, but you know, 
staying on longer than under 45, 45 minutes. But again, all of that has to do with, oh, I also got some guacamole in there. <laughs> I just thought about that. I looked across the, to the kitchen for all those chips. Um, also did some soaps. I got soaps. I got to do a, after I come out of the kitchen, I got to do a photo shoot on the um, soaps. Got to get that going again. Um, and I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, I think I might have a couple of orders I got to get out too. But um, but that's it though, y'all. It's the weekend. You know, acknowledge your anxiety. What do you What do you What do you have anxiety? What do you angst? Acknowledge your angst and look around. Somebody's got a solution. All right. You know that everything we do and everything we talk about and everything that I've mentioned, you can go and check it out on dryerbuzz.com because I've said it a time or two. And if you're interested in supporting, you can go and check out shopdryerbuzz.com. That's about it. I'm going to let you have the rest of five minutes in case you need to rewind and check out, uh, go back and listen to some things. All right. Have yourselves a great day because it is just that. Another great and blessed day. Bye. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. <laughs>